Hey now. Hello. I got somebody here, man. Yeah, waiting on uh, Daddy too. Sweet, sweet. How you been doing on your workout, man? Well, I don't start back until uh, June because that's when our new gym membership starts. I got a um, got. I was like one seventy eight before the weekend. Uh, then I went down uh, drinking, partying, uh, <laughs> and uh, I ate right for the most part, but missed my pills two, three times. Try to take them. Um, Drank a lot, a lot of whiskey, a lot of shots, a lot of partying. It was Rockville, so we had like uh, Kiss, Pantera, uh, Nine Inch Nails, uh, Five Finger Death Punch, the Struts. It was everything, uh, everything awesome. Guns and Roses got rained out. Yeah, sounds like a good time. Yeah, I just want to. It was hard. It's hard to uh, stay sober for. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. You see my problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> trying to trying to present my excuses as to why I'm. Uh, I came back and uh, out to the scales after I was one seventy eight, and uh, not that I, I didn't eat wrong. I didn't uh, touch a piece of bread. I didn't eat any sweets. I landed at 185, up seven pounds in two days. That's insane. Yeah. Well, the good news is I'm maintaining. I'm not. I haven't put on any extra weight. So when, when I start back, I'm starting back at my. Alicia, we lose audio. Can you hear me? I got you now. You just muted, muted there for a sec. No, this. I'm really getting tired of this this platform. I might be switching. Oh. It won't even let me connect my uh, blue. Lily can't. You know he doesn't understand. He needs to keep his screen dry while he's trying to touch the button. Yeah. Oh, licking the screen. Yeah, he's doing a little screen licking. Let me see if I can get him a. Working link. As soon as, as soon as your message came through, I clicked it, but I assume you might not have even clicked it yet. You might not have opened the door for us. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. Like, so I have to, as obviously, you know how the phone works. So, like, I have to s- swap screens. Uh, so, when I'm not in the screen, that's what happened just now while you lost my audio. Apparently, if I stay out of the screen too long, uh, it, it's just kind of operating the background, but my mic goes out. This is dumb. This is a beginner's platform. It's a free, you know, resource. Um, but there's a the other we thing. We might start is, up a pan, pan for, to help out our one listener. Yeah, <laughs> we need to. Um, I need to figure out how we can become friends on this app because it has an option to to share link or to add friends. Wow. And I wonder if that would be a better way to do it. So the other thing I need to see. We're in, boys. I only oh. clicked the link about 200 times. Oh, yeah. Cry about it. Keep your phone dry. 
All right, well, welcome to After the Experience. I'm your main host here, main alpha, as you know. Big Wolf Dave Silver is with us, as always. And, of course, we've got more on alpha with, with us to give us some content to talk about. That's what I'm here. Uh, we got our main sponsors, Buns and Udders, as always, from here to California. You can stop at any exit, pop off, get a number five, get a bun, get an udder, something sweet in the mouth. Can't find one of them, stop at any local grocery store, aisle 56, as always, and slap your mouth with a mouthful of powerful sweet meat. Which, by the way, the new flavor came out was uh, strawberries and cream. Came out actually pretty delicious. I didn't like the thin cut that I did on it, but we're going to improve the product from here. Nice, nice. We're also sponsored by God, too. God, God likes our product. Well, after last week's uh, episode, I don't know if he's with us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that guy was fighting for the right for uh, women to lose. That Jonathan, I got a question for you, man. Yeah, well, let me get in uh, Emperor Joseph Biden's famous quote there of the week. Okay. End quote. Wow. America was, I love fishing for children, children that are not mine. They love to brush my hair legs. This is what makes our Ukrainian nations great. End quote. That's, well, that's a quote. That's he, he, he's, he's improving. He is actually speaking more fluent now. So, <laughs> I like I like the direction he's going in this. He's, uh, yeah, he's well. Yeah, we're we're adding other countries into his mix. <laughs> sweet, sweet. So, uh, what was your question there, Moron? I mean, Lily. Moron, did you see the uh, did you see the announcement that the U.S. is partnering with Japan to put another man on the moon? Yeah, that's that's amazing. With Japan. Yeah. Have you? So here's here's. Well, I don't know if I want to open this can of worms. Did you see the movie that coincidentally came out this year? Which which movie? There's been. It's lots called. Of it's called Fallen Moon. No. Dude, I'm going to watch that movie because supposedly the movie's about how the moon is not real, and the original like Neil Armstrong, whatever his name was, Buzz Arm, uh, Armstrong, whatever, he got sucked into the moon. And so that that's what the big secret is. That's why they've never gone back, because the moon has been where the lizard people, basically the demons, have been living for all this time. And, and we've been through five global um, eliminations, basically, and this is the sixth one coming. Go go watch the trailer after tonight's episode. I'm, this, I'm literally, did, did Joseph Biden make this movie? He's literally, well, it's not technically him. He's just a puppet for the Amish. Ah. Uh. Okay. Yeah, I see. I see. <laughs> wow, the things I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that moon it really controls more than the more than the tithe. Tithe. The tithe. <laughs> Speaking of puppet for the Amish, did you guys see the the news of the uh, oh the investigation of the attorney with the Russian collusion and the attorney is trying to have a truthful moment and certificating that he was the one that created this. BS hoax that they tried to use as oppo research, which was no oppo, and then somehow sells it to whatever. He walks into the front desk of the FBI and says, jump. FBI opens a big old case up there, and, this, and, and America swallows the pill and tries to create the story which became the Russian hoax, while Hillary tweets about the thing that she created, her baby, and uh, still half America still believes that uh, um, Russia somehow is uh, Trump and Russia somehow teamed up to 
steal the election. What's crazy is I did see it, but I misread it. I thought it said Hillary twerks about it. <laughs> uh, I just threw up the back of my mouth a little bit. I just tried to swallow it down for the stomach acid. Yeah. You don't think she's attractive? <laughs> well, you don't watch her twerk? <laughs> Apparently not. Bill didn't think so either. Obviously not as much as Empress Joseph Biden does. We're going to get on God's shit list here if we keep this up. <laughs> right, I got a, I got a, uh, a joke, joke of the week for you. What do you call Trinidad male strippers? I don't know. Trinidadies. <laughs> That's terrible, dude. <laughs> uh, golly, man, the stupidity. So I, I was driving literally all day today. I went up to North Carolina, offloaded a unit, a couple of units, and then I had to go over to another part of North Carolina. Then I had to come home. On the way back home, there was this billboard. I'm assuming it's for an attorney, but it's got this dude who has like this freaking death stare. Like he's super serious. It's basically the same look Lily would give if he was just finishing up his lukewarm PBR and reached for another one and actually drank out of his dip spit bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. I was wondering where that was going. that together nicely nicely thank you thank you uh, so that's the look this man was given on the billboard but the the slogan said we will treat you like family and i was so confused i'm like dude i don't know how you treat your family but i'm not interested like there's no way i'm i'm closing a door behind me with just you in the office like no they, they were still from their family that's how they treat their family <laughs> attorney was sue's family what are you talking that's, about you must have been a trinidaddy yeah right <laughs> Anyways, that's my little story for the, the drive home as I was driving through a uh, tornado warning here in the upstate of South Carolina. Are you doing, are you doing CDL stuff? No, no. Uh, I was actually going to. That was what I was going to do before I got this job I'm currently in. You look like a truck driver, so you'd fit right in. Hey, thanks. I just don't dip. <laughs> <laughs> I dip enough for both of us. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, we um we I, we have a little flatbed car hauler and uh, – you know, a regular pickup. Uh, so as long as it's like, I don't, and I don't typically drive. I have one of the other guys does, but I had to meet some of our customers. Um, I wanted to put a, you know, a face with the name. So we're, cause we do everything over the phone. So we were just, it was like a little meet and greet opportunity only an hour and a half away. Um, and then I had a, another customer since I was already going up to North Carolina, another customer in North Carolina needed us to pick up a unit and bring it back to do some work on it. So I was like, might as well, you know, do a little round trip there um so yeah typically i try not to leave you know um i will if i have to if it helps the customer and it helps you know us as a company so um but i did drive dump trucks before i did this job that was pretty fun triaxles tandems uh i did so the ones they were just uh dual axle dualies and then single dually um, which I really wasn't supposed to drive the double, um, but they were technically not fully, I guess it's C-class or B-class, um, CDL needed. B-CDL one, without no air brakes. Yeah, one of them had air brakes, but my boss, you know, he didn't care because I was good at what I did. Um, I was also like one of the only, like there was literally, I think 
10 other dump truck drivers who are all like CDL drivers, but all of them, except for one and myself, refused to drive the manual, which was actually the nicest truck. Uh, so I don't understand why. They just didn't like manual. Um, but I didn't mind it. It was actually a smooth run in the vehicle. So, hmm. yeah. Wow, man. That's crazy interesting stuff. Yeah, man. Some of us, you know, we do more with our lives than drink PBR and dip dip spit. So, <laughs> <laughs> some of us like PBRs. Jesus, dude. Strippy tells me you've been working your butt off, Jonathan. Proud of you, man. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about, dude. I watched this, uh, John. I thought about you. I watched this, uh, this guy. Have you you've probably seen the video? He throws like a five hundred something yard hole in one on disc golf. Oh, it's eight hundred, eight hundred and thirty three feet. Uh, or whatever it is. And skinny, dude, skinny black African man. No, white. Okay, yeah, sorry about me. I'll he, just um, put myself out. He 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 basically eats it on the throw because he's twisting oh, yeah, yeah. so hard. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. He slips down off the box. Yeah, smacks his knee, yep. and freaking just slams this disc golf thing home and the the video i watched was actually a comedian named chris delia making fun of him but it's pretty funny yeah no it's a it's an insane that was actually during a tour i can't believe how far they can throw those things dude dude it's insane so there's a there's i'll have to send you the video but there's a guy does like 800 and something feet hole in one oh my god absolutely it's legendary obviously it's a one and one and done kind of thing he never did it again no one has it but um there's some insane hole-in-ones out there, man. I went and played with uh, Stroop the other day and, and probably had the best game I ever had. Um, plus 14? There's some good ones. No, I was like plus six or seven. Plus 14. Dude, I played the other day. Me, Justin, and uh, a buddy of ours. The front nine. I left on a plus 13. Just oh, the front my nine. God. It was bad, dude. Um. But then I only, I only gained two more points the rest of the game uh, for the back nine. So I held my own on the back, but it was just rough, dude. I couldn't couldn't get the layup or I couldn't hit the bar. So it's just – it is what it is. But what kind of what kind of uh, interesting uh, things have do we want to talk about? I, I figured I'll leave it kind of an open night since uh, we had some people get offended from last week. Uh, I don't know why, honestly. It's not like we were – Really speaking out of the ordinary, shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> Dude, have you got any feedback from any of the listeners? Oh, yeah. I've, uh, the main comment was, uh, if you ran for president, I would be voting. Um, <laughs> so, for sure. Oh, the same amount of listeners? Steady yeah, amount? We, we still got a good steady flow, but we just I forgot, totally forgot. Uh, while you're stopping in any local grocery store, aisle 56, grab you up a sweet bag of sweet meat on your way out. Don't forget to say hi to your one other listener. Um, forgot to give him a <laughs> shout out right Dude, the one listener is basically, to me at this point, my my hero, my idol. Um, he's my inspiration. I was listening to uh, uh, Gandhi talk, and I was thinking, you know, if it were both the one listener and Gandhi were hanging off a cliff, and I had to save one, I'd definitely save the one listener. Man, you yes, can he he she's married. Do you think he or she's married? Hmm. One, the one listener. Well, if the one of the listener was married and listened to last week's episode, he's not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I got thinking. I got thinking. Uh, I was at the concert uh, this weekend. It was uh, Rockville. Uh, four days, drunk fest, rage, smash, kick. You know. On Tell us about it, Dave. Display. Uh, oh, just uh, front row mosh pits, crowd surf, smash, crush, uh, drink, drink whiskey all night, tequila. You know, rage four in the morning, smash. Oh, jeez. Um, get up, repeat, slam dunk. Uh, did that, yeah. Put on like seven pounds doing it. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, in four days. So I figured that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's not uh, bad. Jump. I put that Anyways, in four. Uh, I got thinking. I got thinking down there. Can marriage last? And yeah, you got your aunt that was married for uh, seventy years, and then the two death two did, did they part and stuff, and things like that that happened. But you think the like. Marriage can actually stick together. See, I'm I'm a good example of, although never married, um, split up with uh, with uh, the mother of my kids uh, a couple of years back, and I got thinking about that. How the hell do people actually make it happen? Jonathan, you want to speak into this? Yeah. So I don't know the exact number, but it's a lot. I want to say it's like forty plus years. Um, the only thing that ended the marriage was literally death. Uh, my grandparents, it might even be more than 40. It, I can't remember. I have to find that out to fact check it. But um, and my grandfather just passed away uh, last year. Um, so that was literally that. That's what ended the marriage. Um, so, yeah, the answer is yes, simply putting it. Um, but this is also a topic, uh, you know, obviously I, I teach through this uh counseling a young couple now um i think obviously you can take different approaches but one of the problems with marriage not lasting is the idea that it's you know something that i gain and not something that i give so like if if marriage was actually looked at correctly now of course we can say this is opinion for the sake of the the, the pod here uh but <clears throat> I take this hard approach. If if we really looked at marriage as an act of service towards, so it's not about what I get from the marriage, but what I can bring to the marriage, and then both participants are actually doing that, then the answer is definitely yes, that the marriage will last. Um, but, like, I think what happens is – I can't remember. I might have wrote this down somewhere. I actually did write it down somewhere. I don't have it with me right this second – but one of the biggest problems in our society is we've we've come to the conclusion that unity and love is based off of tolerance and acceptance. And the problem with both of those two words, tolerance and acceptance, is that truth and or facts, we'll just sum them together as truth. Truth has to stop at the offense of someone else's based off of opinion. Um, and so when you do that, it makes it very difficult to understand the very concept of love, which is uh, true love is an action word. It's an active word. And it's something that requires selflessness and service. Like, um, of course, <clears throat> most iconic phrase in the entire world when it comes to love is from, you know, Jesus Christ himself, which he says the greatest act of love is laying one's life down for another or for a brother, depending on what translation And, of course, that's the very demonstration uh, Jesus does. That's what defines him differently than every other being that's touched historical documents 
let alone the fact that he's also the most historically documented human being to ever live. Besides those two facts, he's the only being that supports and demonstrates love at the ultimate, most gruesome way of showing it by actually dying for the people that he claimed he loved. And then through that ultimate sacrifice is how he says he offers eternal life to those who receive him. Because every other being or person that offers that eternal life or that ultimate paradise, whatever you want to call it, uh, states that you have to do something to obtain it. And Christ himself states the opposite. He says, actually, you don't have to do anything to obtain it. It's actually what I've done. Uh, however, I want you to live an example of what I've lived for you. And to do that, it requires this selflessness and service to um, uh, putting everything, pretty much everyone, everything before your own preference, desires, and or wants um, as more important. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of a longer drag on the answer. Hello, I, I just looked that up. Just in my example of history, you know, you got your basic reasons for divorce. There's the infidelity. There's usually stuff leading up to that, but, you know, ultimately there's some infidelity or there's some things going on prior to it. There's, there's uh, money issues, job issues, change of town issues, change of venue. People get taken from their safe, cozy place in North Carolina and stuck in some in Idaho, you know, you know cornfield or something. The most big major changes in life impact your life some and causes stress from the family. Loss of money, death, could be death of a death of a parent, death of a child, you know, those type of things. Could be withholding money, abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, all those things. But when you don't have all those things or any of those things, and you still have you know, an anxious ripcord, what the hell? I mean, how, how do you how do you even reconcile that? It could, could be a physiology change, could be uh, uh, menopause, could be all these things that happened in people's late lives. How the hell do you uh, reconcile that and keep the, the homestead together? Yeah, so I love there's a um, you probably you may have seen it. There's a little cliche video that goes around. Um, it's like this, it's basically words, but I don't have to speak it because we can't obviously see the words on if I don't say them. Uh, but on the video, it like has a picture of a person holding, or a, a video of a person holding a plate and the word show up and says, throw the plate on the ground. Throw the plate on the ground, it breaks. And the next thing comes up is a question, uh, what happened to the plate? And then the person holding that through the plate says it broke. And then the person says, all right, take all the pieces and pick them up. Takes all the pieces, picks them up. And uh, um, they ask, okay, now what do you have? And the person responds with a broken plate. Says, all right, glue all the pieces back together. And uh, they do, and he says, what do you have now? He says, still a broken plate. He says, is it the same plate that was there before? Uh, and the person responds with, yes, broken. Um, and so what the, obviously the, the premise is like when you break something, it's still the same only difference now is it's broken uh, and it's hard to look at that the same from that moment forward. And so like what you're talking about is like, especially with human beings, when we destroy something or we um, break a part of that person, yes, we can fix it. We can put it back together, but it will never be in its original state again. 
Um, and so that requires the ability to, it's the phrase forgive and forget. The problem is a lot of the times we, we have the inability to forget. Um, and so when we forgive, forgiveness is not a one and done. It's a continuous process. Uh, it's, it's choosing to forgive daily. Um, same thing with love. Like I, one of the biggest things I teach the young couples, sorry about that. The uh, young couples, when specifically referring to, uh, and I don't think you know this day, but I'm actually writing a book on dating and how it's not biblical. So from a Christian perspective, um, so hey, how much, how much of that book have you, have you written since we last talked? Have you gotten through any chapters? So I had polished up, uh, last time you saw me, I had chapter two and I was working on three. Uh, now I'm done with all the way through four and I had to rewrite most of one and two because it was parts of it that I changed. Um, gotcha. So, and then I finished the mainly laying out the, uh, um, you know, the footprints, if you want to call it that. Um, but anyways, one of the things I talk about is my, obviously my marriage, I'm seven years married now as of like a week ago. And, uh, my wife and I constantly tell him like, we have to wake up every single day and throughout the day, we have to make the choice to love each other. And it sounds stupid because people are like, well, yeah, right. Well, we're dealing with, you know, young couples and they have their first big fight and they're like distraught and they're heartbroken and they're like panicking and like think it's the worst thing ever. And we're sitting there just like looking at them like you're arguing about like who didn't do the dishes. Like I remember when we did that, you know, but the reality is like recognizing that the other person is going to fail you at times, but they didn't choose to love you based off of one failure or one good thing they chose to love you because of what together you guys can create. Um, and so like, I, I mean, I'm blessed beyond belief when it comes to my wife, like the things that she grasps and the way she actively serves. And like, obviously it, you know, last week there was a moron on the podcast talking about how women shouldn't have rights. Like, I don't agree with that guy's claims, but, um, <laughs> Uh, but you know, I understand that there's a, there's a, there's a role. And sometimes that looks like my wife is actually doing 90% or more of the labor. Uh, but there's a mutual agreement. Like I didn't come to this dictatorship and say, woman, I made sure that the sink was just right and far enough away from your toes or your feet. So you wouldn't jam them every time you're cleaning the dishes. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we came to a common, oh, no, no. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> Explain that one. Yeah, so now I just what, what I tell guys to do is just when she's away with her friends to cut a hole out underneath the cabinet and just don't tell her it's there, um, just to make it more comfortable for her to wash the dishes. But um, <laughs> I thought for you. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah I'm really <laughs> But the thing is, is like, well, like today's a perfect example. Like, I don't want to work twelve hours every single day, but it happens. Like, that's the sacrifice that I give for the family. Now, if she was, you know, a, a terrible wife, you know, I'd come home and, you know, she'd be stuffing her face with, you know, German chocolate cake and dishes would be everywhere and the clothes would be not done and the house would look like an absolute wreck. And then I'd come home and be like, where's my cold beer and, you know, backhander or something like that. And it'd be a miserable life. Um, but when I come home, I've got an amazing wife and all these things are done. Uh, but then there's also times where I come home and they're not. But I don't, you know, nag and go, woman, 
I'm going to take my belt off. Where's, where's my beer? You know, it's, it's understanding that we have an agreement, but we also have this role of grace that we can give. Um, and we under this understanding, like, cause I also understand she's raising my two children who are both boys and both completely savages already. Um, and they're a freaking handful. And so there's also that, that I have to consider just like I have my days where, you know, I get asked a thousand and five questions and half of them are the exact same question, just worded backwards. Uh, so we, we, we both have stress points. We both have pressure points. We both have workload, but it's understanding that when I set the direction for our family, she said, I agree with that. And so in submission, she loves that idea and she wants to see that that whole you know game plan and, and play out perfectly and she has a role to play in that so it doesn't mean that I ever overstep my boundaries to help in that role so like it doesn't mean I never help with the dishes and I never help with the clothes and I never help with you know watching the kids and blah 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 I mean they're watching the kids for me I hate when men you know talk about that one like oh I gotta I gotta watch the kids this week it's like well, you, you shouldn't have kids then. Like that's hey, like I love, you know, hanging out with boys. Um, I also get in trouble for liking it too much because I teach them things I probably shouldn't. But anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like that that's that's the understanding that you have in, in marriage and, and love and, and so this is the premise of why I don't agree with dating, because what dating is actually teaching you subconsciously is that you can test the waters, the whole you know, try it before you buy it, you know, you gotta test the shoes out before you take them home that whole mentality, you're engraving it into young minds. And so when they become to or, uh, get into the marriage scene, they've already been trained up that there's a scapegoat. And so they already have in their mindset, well, if I don't like this after six months to a year, which is where we're commonly at right now, statistically, most marriages don't make it past a year. And statistically, like we're actually getting closer to six months now in our society. Whereas before it was like five years. And before that, it was like, uncommon like to get a divorce wasn't even a part of society it was actually like the most frowned upon thing um for a long time but that's what we're doing we're we're subconsciously teaching uh men to become boys and boys to stay boys and then we're teaching women to become men and uh, girls to not even care about their their role in society and how they actually bring you know benefits um which is kind of like what you and I were talking, or excuse me, some other guy and you were talking about on last week's pod, which is, you know, that whole, you know, head up, chest out kind of personality for men to have, which is an important dominant stance a man should have. He should know how to. That's the protective role that he plays, not just for his family, but for other women and other uh, younger men who need protection and also just the role in the company. But there's also – by instilling that and taking away the idea that emotions shouldn't be a part of a man's life, give you the inability to really look into a situation with everybody's best interest in mind. Sometimes you can miss that, uh, which is ultimately what makes me thrive at my job is I have the ability to do both. Um, the guys know that I'm going to put my foot down when it's important, but I'm also going to lift it up when it's not. Um, so, yeah, love is love is a choice and it's an active action it's not a one and done like um yeah you can't just say i love you give a little kiss at the altar say i do and then you know that's it the rest of it's just like well, beer is sex it and it? tv is, is, oh. it, is it so it sounds like if uh you know this this is coming from a seasoned veteran here you know i've dated certainly more than one woman 
something more than a hundred. And, uh, and, uh, I, I don't know how you can look at something like, I really believe I went above and beyond for, for maybe a 15 year run or whatever it was. And at the end, it was just a, uh, it was just like an empty, uh, hateful, spiteful person, you know? And I, I look at that and think, kid, kid, yes, I, I, people get lucky, my grandparents and, and, and others. I'm just wondering if, if, as we move into this modern world, if thinking that, that we have uh, strong marriages, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I just, I'm not convinced that it can last. And, and if somebody tells me, oh, you got to work at it, you know, it's like, geez, I could have ripped abs too, but if I got to get up all day long and spend eight hours doing ab workouts, I'm probably okay with a beer gut, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to, um, ultimately it's actually one of the main questions that, you know, we got to ask ourselves is why are you getting married? Um, and of course this is playing into a lot of morality, which, you know, most societies could give a rat's ass about morality at this, at this point in life, you know, so like it really doesn't matter if you throw it out the window. Um, and then what is morality? Like virtue and moral, like do they go together? Virtue of knowledge, virtue of wisdom. This is the argument, age-old argument from all the way back to the original philosophers. Um, so, like, it's it's again, what are you looking for? And then that would be right there. That that would be where I would state the problem lies. Um, instead of what can you bring? Like when you when you make your mission about how you can make other people's life. Listen, take marriage off the table for this statement for to start with. But when you make your mission, how you can make other people's lives better, and that's the joy that you find in life, then you bring it into the marriage with the same concept and understanding. It changes what your perspective is and also what the end goal is. And so instead of looking at that, you know, fine dime depreciate to a half a penny by the end of, you know, however many years you're with her. Uh, you, you're trying to turn that dime and invest it into something that becomes millions of dollars. And your your goal isn't if that person becomes a miserable, you know, word you can put any word at the end of that, then she's the failure. And instead of it being her the failure, it's actually you're the failure because your perspective is different. Uh, your desire would be then to make that person uh, satisfied or pleased. And uh, this kind of goes back to where most, most of the time, uh, the, the, a lot of the, actually almost every time, I wouldn't say most, almost every time. So the majority, most you could say, but it's a lot higher than you'd like it to be. When you find out the reason uh, people are wanting a divorce, like the marriage, they went through the marriage and they had the wedding. And like you, you hear some of the like some of the stuff that I've heard has nothing to do with the other person. It has to do with the perspective and expectation that you had on the other person. So the person's not even at fault because they had they have this unrealistic expectation that was set upon them and they had no idea it was there. And so like they didn't even have the opportunity to even satisfy the expectation 
because it was unrealistic and two, it wasn't ever spoken. Um, and you'll find that most of the times, like it's, it's like, you know, just asking basic questions a lot of times gets you the answer, but we don't do that. A lot of times we get so frustrated or so prideful or so hurt, so broken, we close off or we just don't respond or we don't care. Or we lash out in the wrong ways. And so we can't actually move forward in trying to seek how to make this, this thing work or better. And so I get the point you're making, like if I wanted abs and it took me eight hours a day, you know, every day for the rest of my life to have abs, I can promise you right now I'm not going to have them. Um, so it goes back to what's your expectation. Do you want abs or do you want to think that you want abs? Because it looks like, for example, if that was the only way to get abs, then you would come to grips with the reality is you don't actually want abs. Uh, there's a famous quote that says you do what exactly what you want to do. There's never a time in your life that you don't. Um, meaning you can do whatever you want. The reason why you're here on the podcast right now is because you want to be on the podcast. The reason why you, you're not working more is because you want to be at work. That's so what happens is when you get off that topic, you say, well, no, I don't want to be at work right now. I'd rather be uh, at the beach chilling. Okay, go do that. Well, I can't. I'll, I'll lose my job. Yeah, whatever. There's consequences to action sometimes, but that's not stopping you from, you know, that's not actually keeping you from going to the beach. Nothing is. You're the only person keeping yourself from going to the beach. Uh, and so a lot of times we just build these excuses up for a reason that actually isn't even hitting the issue. Um, so you either want it to work or you don't. You either want the abs or you don't, uh, you know. And, and that's where it comes to the reality of the situation is what was the expectation? Uh, one, again, one of the first questions we ask young couples is, okay, why did you get married? Or if they're not married yet, why do you want to get married? Um, and then they, you know, they'll write out their answers and whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, so we, it's, it's trying to get them to come to the reality of, holy frick. I have this like fantasy land marriage in my life. Like for me, uh, seven years ago, or let's say eight years ago before I got married, uh, if I was to tell you or paint you a picture uh, based off of what I was taught through society or how I was raised or what I saw on TV or whatever you want to put there, what, what marriage would look like, it was, you know, a nice house with a hill and big farmland and white picket fence and two or three dogs running around, a couple children. And my wife in like a, you know, sunflower dress and apron on. She has fresh baked pies in the window. And like every time I come home, she's just like running to the door like a dog and excited to see me. <laughs> like, you know, like, and then, you know, we have this fantasy land, you know, sex scene every single day and multiple times a day on the weekend. That was my idea of marriage. And so, man, did I come into this marriage scene with this warped understanding and expectation on it? And I was like, holy frick. Was I dreaming this whole time or like, did I get lied to or robbed? Is, is my life broken? Uh, but I realized, no, my expectations and my understanding of what marriage is, is broken. Um, and I can confidently and, and easily say now, seven years into it, uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. You know, I love what we have. Uh, it's not where we want it to be. And we're striving to be uh, a better spouse every day um, and a better now we have kids. So now we're striving to be better parents, uh, better father, better husband. You know, these are my expectations daily. They're not on her. They're on me. Like, okay, how can I love her better? How can I love my children better? Um, 
And then how can we serve others outside of our home better? How can we host more? How can we serve the community better? Uh, you know, things like that. So I had, a, I had a situation where it was just, uh, you know, after longer than you know, over a decade, you know, um, the, uh, the answer was, uh, I'm not happy. It's time for you to go. And, and I could take a punch. And I got up and I left. Doesn't mean I didn't try. Didn't try hard. Tried, uh, tried, uh, you know, uh, uh, church counseling. We tried, we tried uh, uh, professional counseling. Um, it was just, it was, it was so far that there was nothing you could do to fix it. There was nothing you could do to fix it. Like, you know, one, one, uh, you know, just a basic thing was, you know, I hear, you know. You call me the C word every day of your life. Never happened. Never happened. But ultimately, when someone thinks like that, that that's something that you would you you said, never said, never argued. They didn't argue or didn't even have an argument or, or was, had a fantastic day. That too? Is that the day you called it the C word as well? It never happened. So these things that never happened become bigger than if they would have happened. I mean, I don't know how you can you can claw back from that. I don't think there is any. I, I, think it's, it's, to, it's, I think you have to say goodbye to somebody that died. I truly do. Yeah, there. It's a. Yeah, you got an extreme case for sure. It's like that's like you're at the bottom of the totem pole, if you want to call it that. That's <laughs> no, seriously. Like I'm not not making it in it. Like trying to make it like wow, dang, like that's the. Word. I think it's it, it is possible. Um but that possibility here's here's an element that I didn't break up and that's obviously not brought up here. Uh, one of the things that I'm going to be telling this young couple we're dealing with is, do you remember the vow that I took at your wedding? And most of the time when I ask that question, the answer is no, because no one remembers the vow that the, the congregation takes, and oh, which I, is I remember I remember that vow quite quite heavily, and I've lived yeah. in that vow. So the vow has caused problems in my life. Well, the vow that the congregation makes, not the participating party on the pulpit, is that I will fight for their marriage harder than they will. And so what happens is uh, another element, the state that you're talking about, is when the congregation, which is usually friends and family. It's like it's not like this congregation. Uh, these are supposed to be your closest beings, like the ones that love you the most and want to see you succeed the most almost every time uh, they're no, they're nowhere to be found. Like it's you, like, you know, that was, I don't mean to interrupt step on your show here. That was one of the most well said things that I've heard in a long time. You go back and you rewind back to everybody that, that stood there uh, with me I don't know, 15 years ago, whenever it was. And, um, and that same crowd, uh, it was fucking crickets and ghost towns and nobody mm -hmm. stood there. Um, for the couple, even to help through it. In fact, yeah. it was just the opposite. You know, leave that zero, get yourself a hero, girl. And it yep. was every 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 line of BS yep. you could come up with. Like, hey, yep. I'm gonna dump my old man too. Let's go out and do our thing. Woohoo! It's gonna be the summer of freaking whatever. And, yep. and you know, when you get the, the same people who who give as much of equipment as you do, turn tails and run. It, it, yep. it just it bothers me. And then support the turntails. Yep, 100%. That's literally, so that's the very, right there is the premise of the book. 
because what you're doing is you're going back to the high school and elementary state of living, which is it's totally fine to, to break up with that sweetheart from Valentine's Day and rip the card in front of her because she had the first kiss and then she's embarrassed. And like, that's the mentality that needs to be beaten out of our society because, and this is one of the things uh, I like when I, and just I could probably attest to this. You see me, I'm probably the most extremist when it comes to marriage and when it comes to fighting for a marriage, um, I literally will, I will, I tell them I will fight harder for you than you will probably fight for you. And the reason is because I took a vow and I take it serious. Like every wedding, I actually will not go to a wedding if I'm not in support of the people that are getting married because I understand the weight of the words that I will be saying at that uh, wedding feast or what the wedding banquet or the ceremony you want to call it. You know, uh, I take it literal and I take it serious. Uh, and so we're actually, I'm, we're doing marriage counseling right now. So that's why it's such a fresh topic for me. But um, what I would say in this situation, obviously, uh, I, I don't believe that there's ever a point that's too late. Like even currently, like I don't think it's too late now. Uh, now she may be remarried, in which case it'd be a lot more difficult and it's probably too late. But like, I don't, I would never make that claim unless the person's dead. Uh, but what you're talking about is something that I fight against the hardest. And it usually is in women, not always the case, sometimes in the men. Uh, but basically where, where it is, and this is actually something Lily and I have talked about before where, I believe the heart, the actual organ heart, there's a spiritual element to it that actually creates the ability to have somewhat of a conscious connection. Um, that's why it's like you look at old philosophy and a lot of old uh, writers from early 1400s and older, they, they constantly talk, talk about the weight of the heart having a huge play in the effect of the emotions of the brain and blah, blah, blah. But when you write off in your heart, when you make a decision that deep into the soul, it is a hard one to overcome but I don't think it's impossible to break. Uh, but usually the claims are something to do with like, uh, like for you, you call me the C word. And then I go to the husband, like, Hey, she's saying like on this day at three forty-seven, you came home from, you know, golf with the boys. You were kind of tipsy and hot and sweaty. And, you know, you called her the C word. Uh, then I'll get that side of the story. And he's like, Dude, I came home. I was tired. I played golf all day, even though she knew that I was playing golf. Uh, came in the door first thing in the door. Uh, I was yelled at to do the dishes and help around the house. I said, I'm going to go take a shower. And so what the issue is, not that <laughs> the individual said that you're a C word and not that the individual, um, you know, isn't at fault because they're both at fault. One is reading into something that wasn't said and the other one's not listening to what's actually being said. And so the expectation again is not communicated beforehand. It was probably, Hey, I'm going to play golf with the boys tomorrow. Okay. That'd be fine. Uh, but what really should have been said is, Hey, tomorrow we got a busy day and I'd really like you to help around the house too. And so then the man being a man would probably plan his day a little different, either decide not to go play golf altogether or he would do the dishes and the clothes and stuff before he left for golf. Um, and so what's happening is uh, it's a communication issue. The wife is saying, I really want you to help around the house, you lazy piece of crap that just played golf all day. And the husband's like, I literally said that I was playing golf and you said it was okay. I want to shower first. Not that he's not going to help with the dishes around the house, uh, but neither one of them are actually listening. And because neither one are actually communicating correctly, you're filling in the blanks with your own emotional state. And this is where I absolutely despise counseling because first of all, why pay for something you can get from older marriages that are around you and your circle of friends? 
Uh, and two, why charge somebody for something that you've learned by mistake? Uh, so I actually can't stand it. Marriage counseling, biblical marriage counseling, the title you know, it's absolute garbage. I believe that counseling needs to be done, but I don't believe it should be something that you should burden the people with. I think it's word. We need to go back to the old Amish way of living, which is like real close-knit friends and family. Um, because you can actually, you, you're, again, you want your, your people that you bring to the marriage and bring into that marriage. Or like they want to see you succeed just as much as you want to succeed. And so they're going to hear, you know, hey, dude, you sound like an idiot when you talk to them. Quit saying that kind of stuff. Uh, and then they would go, "Hey, Veronica, like you're 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 actually being a total B. Like you need to like stop stop talking down to him like that." Uh, and so when you have that good solid community, uh, it's it's actually taking the mind and, and transforming it into a better version of yourselves, so that you stop hearing the words that you're putting into an from an emotional state, uh, and you're not blaming the individual or the, the other spouse for something they're not even stating. Uh, but this is, it's missing. It's missing in our culture. It's missing in societies. It's missing in families. It's missing. It goes back to a claim that it made. It's like the male is the number one most important thing for a successful society. Uh, you know, they're, they're important, but that does not mean dictatorship. Leadership is something that's done by example. Um, and it's missing. It's needed. It's, we're, we're desperate for it. I think, I, you, I think you should finish that's, that book, that's, man. That's a lot there. That's a lot there. Let's be curious on the uh, finishing the book, man. Yeah. Well, I'll send you guys the bill for this. I, I usually charge about 50 bucks a minute. Um, <laughs> a minute. <laughs> I really hope you guys can work out your problems, and I, I really expect to see a cute relationship here in the future between you two. I want our listeners to be so confused. It's, like, me, it's me and Dave. They're a couple. <laughs> Oh gosh, how did he go from like hardcore Christian stance to homosexual? <laughs> oh goodness! But yeah, I, I would I I I truly think that uh, many of the long term happy marriages are. I mean, it's like I hear yours. Let's just assume you have a fantastic marriage, and I, and I hope and pray for all the same on that. But if uh, if uh, Let's just say you, you run as long as I ran, and just one day, knock, 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 go screw yourself. You know that conversation happens. It's just, it's just odd. I wouldn't have ever thought that would have happened. I would have fought tooth and nail to make sure it didn't happen. I did fight tooth and nail to make sure it didn't happen. Of course, everything in the world is blamed on you. Nobody takes any individual responsibility for. You know, did OJ really hack off the head of Nicole Brown Simpson or not? You know, it's like people see it just two two different ways, literally night and day, literally the same topic. That that you know, hell, I in my life I have probably five thousand friends I've met throughout the course of my life. Most people love me. I don't think I've ever met a person that, that hates me. I've had people that rob me that like me. You know, uh, uh, and, and I'm just saying I I've never, but yet. You could have someone that literally would marriage and give their life to you and all those things that, you know, all those things that everybody just is so caring. And then literally the next day, hate you, want you dead. I remember calling up and uh, I was driving to Miami right in the early part of when the first discussion happened. Car cuts me off. I fly off the interstate, you know, to my soon, soon death and 
catch a tire on the corner, avoid a few concrete poles and signs, and spin the car back around and put it back in the interstate, white knuckled. And, uh, and then I sent a message, uh, you know, I was like, just about died, you know. And the answer was, I wish you would have. And that, that, that's, that, that's a good example of, of, um, of, of what, of what, how bad it gets, something that was so, uh, so good and active and participated in. And people would come to us and say, my God, you guys are so happy together. Uh, I hate my husband and her wife. How do you guys do it? And it would be all that people would ask us, how do you guys, you, you, you seem so good together. And all that flushes in freaking minutes. Yeah. It's, a, just, it's such a weird one, Dave. Like, I, I've heard the story a lot. Um, and, and every time, man, or not, I've not heard the whole story a lot, but I've heard a lot of the story. And every, every time, dude, it, it just blows my mind, man. Well, again, yeah. again if, 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 uh, if all parties are on the phone here, the, the frustration is, is that they're missing truth, you know? It's, it, it, I, I love saying it's his truth and her truth, and there's something in the middle. That's a bunch of horseshit. Oh, it's 100% fact. I, I, it's I, just I, I, there, there are literally facts. There's yeah. a bunch of other noise that didn't happen. Exactly. And even if it's a mistake, like you come walking in, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, I have flailed before and elbowed somebody. There was no intention of ever elbowing somebody, you know, it was funny, you know, but yeah, if it comes up later that, that I was sleeping and he punched me, that's a different conversation. Didn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like everything that didn't happen in the world becomes like a, a, a picture of lies gets a truth attached to it to a handle and you end up owning that picture of lies and it yeah. never happened you know yeah that, and, Anyways, uh, it's, without, a hard, it's a hard freaking thing yeah without uh, getting to the underwear door of the, of the details I'll, I'll change the the contents uh so i have a buddy uh, he passed away about four years ago he was actually my martial art instructor um and he so I went to his funeral, and there was literally between three and five thousand people show up to his viewing. It was like a like a four hour viewing. So, uh, very likable guy, very loved man uh, who had a divorce, and he fought everything he could to not have a divorce. Um, had people in his corner, had people in her corner, uh, talking them out of it. Blah 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 blah. Um, but one of the things, and him and I talked about this, you know a good amount of times he was 56 i was 24 when we would talk about some of this stuff so it was a couple of years back but um one of the things that i told him one time i was like one of the biggest things that you're not recognizing but that she recognized was that you said you loved her i know you loved her but that the expectation of love for others was greater than what she received from you physically Meaning he would spend more time with other people than he actively would spend with her. And so therefore there was a hypocrisy to his words. And this actually came true when I was at his funeral. I realized the weight of the statement I made to him, you know, three years prior to his death was true. Like he had five, three to 5,000 people show up to his death (laughs) and to see him at, at his viewing and I was like, man, to have that strong of a relationship, these aren't just like, like people that like kind of knew him. These were people that knew him, knew him. 
so the, the question we would have to ask ourselves is how much of that time was taken from the wife? Well, it's a lot of it. Uh, so a lot of times it's people think um, words are enough and 98% of the time they're not. Like if I, if I go into my job tomorrow and I go and I ask all the guys what they need in their workstation to make their job easier and better, and they all tell me, they give it to me, give me the whole list and they tell me everything they need. And I respond with feeling hungry, needing something to eat, stop at any local grocery store from here out of California. I'll pick you up a bag of sweet meat. Uh, but if I were to respond with them, I had to get that quick plug in there. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I was to respond to them with, I-, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to take care of that. First thing in the morning, you're going to have it. And this goes on for weeks, months. If they even tolerate it beyond months, and let's just say years. I'm a hypocrite. My words mean nothing to them. Uh, and so one of the things the theory of linguistics talks about is that language is the middle ground between our thoughts and sound and where it meets. And so the other point to this, the reason why I brought the theory of linguistics is because there's a spiritual side of it, which uh, Christ himself says that our words have the power of life and death in them. And so like, it's actually our words are manifesting into reality. Uh, the words are, our words have the ability to actually make something physical out of what we say. And so when we say one thing, but our actions and our lifestyle, whether we think it does or not, says another. The people that we say the words to recognize it way quicker. And so a lot of times when we see a giving up point, it's such a quick reaction. We fail to recognize the years of our hypocrisy based off of our words and actions not aligning. Uh, so what, this is actually one of the things that I teach young guys specifically, but guys and girls, it doesn't matter. But mainly the guys is if you are going to teach something or if you're going to teach someone you better teach it 100% with your actions and only testify 5% of the time with your words because uh, no one really cares what you say. They only care by what you do. And the person who can live what they believe is the one who actually has the greater power to speak the things that they mean. Uh, and it, it actually way true for the people listening. Well, that was uh, cer- certainly well said. Yeah, I think people can tell when, whether it's intentional or not, people can tell when you're, uh, that's part of that, the way of the superior man, Dave, you were saying to me, when, uh, when you're, I mean, you might have good intentions with what you're saying and mean it, but if, if you're not living your, your, your true purpose and self, then it's going to be, people can tell. Yeah, 100%. I mean, look at look at Empress Joseph Biden. He's constantly saying they're his kids, and yet we're seeing him take kids from other people all the time. <laughs> oh, God, we're getting we're getting shut down after that. <laughs> all right, guys. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a little late, boys. Well, it's, it's interesting conversation tonight, guys. Uh, I, I don't really have a lot of fun with it, but uh, I guess it's just one of those things that just reminds me of uh, – you know, the, uh, the shit show of life and the fact that, uh, you know, it's like someone you love that dies, dies of cancer, dies early, dies or whatever, you know, kind of makes you angry, kind of makes you a little pissed off, kind of makes you want to just stare up and wonder what the hell just happened, you know, and then, you know, you get to feeling like the hypocrite that, uh, you know, I said I would never leave, I said I would never do this, and all of a sudden you're, you know, you're hiring an attorney to go try to explain what the hell is supposed to happen here. 
you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's the world, you know, you guys have all seen divorces. I mean, hell, it's, I think it's 60% of everything married goes to, goes down that road nowadays. Yeah. One of the, the, one of the crazy things is, and ultimately, this is another part of the podcast. Like, we're not always supposed to be, you know, dicking around, having fun all the time. Oh, you know, I wanted the listener may needed to hear something that was said tonight, sparking him or, or her, depending on what, what he is. Uh, you know, how to be a better person. Uh, but the, the thing is, is like, I think this is another element that's just not taught. It's like, what we do with the circumstance is up to us. Uh, sometimes, like, we can't, we can't dictate the results that we get a lot of the times, but sometimes we can, but most of the times. But I think what's what's not taught specifically in society today is that it's supposed to be fair. It's supposed to go in your favor. And when it doesn't, let's sit, soul can cry about it. Uh, and the beautiful thing about life is it's not, it doesn't work that way. Um, and it's up to us to, you know, take a crappy situation and turn it into something good. Uh, whether, whether we're the victim or, or not, like, uh, you know, for example, when I was three months into my job, I made a huge mistake that cost the company roughly eighteen to $50,000. And I could have chose to sulk in that and been fired, uh, but I owned up to it. And, you know, I'm thriving off of that now. So, uh, of course, that's not in the same context of divorce or losing the love of your life. Uh, but it's still there's there's always a lesson to learn. And it, it, it has to be rooted in the selfless act of service to others. Um, and then this, I believe that for everything, I don't just believe it for marriage. I believe it for everything. Like when we stop making it about me, 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 it changes the perspective of life itself and then gives you a stronger desire to say, Hey, you know what? Maybe I'm going through this. Maybe someone else can't go through this at this level. And so I now have the ability to help others not have to go through this as bad. Um, but a lot of times we don't look at things like that. So. Well said. Well said. So, sorry, Lily, we didn't get to shoot your head off. Um, Dude, I don't think I got sniped once tonight, man. Yeah, so you you get to sleep somewhat good tonight, uh, especially after you you crush another suitcase of PBR. But (laughs) (laughs) still got better abs than you, badass. Yeah, well, uh, you got me there, big dog. (laughs) <laughs> oh, 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 important, important note somebody said somebody said uh, who's got better abs and, yeah dave's uh, winning <laughs> just just took number two to the old dog i did take two dude dave's that's, got that's me beat by far man dave's looking at crazy well i've got seven, seven pounds over the weekend but yeah. i've got a 10 pack <laughs> i just have i have it covered in my my winter skin <laughs> your winter skin <laughs> Nobody likes a warm six pack. You know, we want the one ice cold. So I'm keeping mine refrigerated. Instantly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. All right, I love you guys. Oh. Oh. Oh.